Are you ready? Coming to you from Tamid Group's headquarters in Washington, D.C., building the future alongside the startup nation, the only podcast for the Tamid community. This is Tamid Cast. Hey, everyone. Nate Gilson here. I hope all you Tamid Nikim are doing well. We're recording this episode in February, and I know it's a time of year that a lot of you are thinking about job interviews. As you transition from students to professionals, the job interview process is a rite of passage. And take a minute to envision those interviews. They're nerve-wracking. You're sitting in that room. Maybe you're sweating. Maybe you've shifted all of your nervous energy into your feet, and they're frantically tapping under the table, and you're really hoping the interviewer doesn't notice. Maybe you're worried because you couldn't sleep the night before. Maybe you're worried because you didn't have a chance to check if there's broccoli between your teeth. Now it's too late. As an aside, I can tell you that it's worth your while to chill out. Being a few years out of school, I can look back and tell you that things just have a way of working out, even for those who don't do so well in their interviews. Bombing an interview is not the end of the world. But if you're the type of girl, the type of guy who just can't help but feel like your entire future is on the line, it's scary. Now, think about the person on the other side of the table, the interviewer. Sometimes it's a recruiter, but very often it's someone who has been pulled away from their day-to-day tasks to fly out to your campus for a couple days to do interviews. They're tired from traveling. They're worrying about whatever's going on back in the office or whatever's going on with their families. And they have to squeeze, let's say, 30 interviews into a day or two. So you've got, let's imagine a guy with a demanding job at a big corporation who's interviewing sophomores and juniors for their their first corporate internship. Interview after interview, this guy's hearing about one student's experience as a lifeguard or another student's experience as a waiter or a babysitter. Coming from the business world, it's a little underwhelming. And then imagine in walks to the room a Tamid student. What's she going to say? What's he going to say? The Tamid student, that's you guys listening, is going to answer interview questions with stories about working on consulting projects for exciting startup companies halfway around the world. Projects where you're solving real problems, challenging problems that are really critical for these companies' future. It, It immediately sets you apart and gives you an edge. The interviewer's ears perk up. And when someone back at the office is going to ask him who stood out, there's a good chance that he's going to be mentioning you. And that's a really important part of what Tamid offers. It's true of consulting, and it's true of fund as well. Today, we're going to be talking about consulting. It's an essential piece of the Tamid program, and it's been getting better and better every year. On the line, we have Mitchell Aftalion, who's in his senior year at Michigan and is in his second year as Tamid's director of consulting. Mitch, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here, Nate, and uh, I'm happy to be able to uh, talk to all our listeners. Well, we're happy to have you, Mitch. Just to give listeners a sense of how involved you've been with Tamid Consulting, you're a senior now. You've been at this a while, and you're getting ready to transition out of the role, National Director of Consulting. Looking back, can you describe the progress that's been made since you started? Uh, Yeah, I started with Tamid my freshman year at the University of Michigan. Uh, At that point, we were definitely a flagship chapter. We had other strong chapters across the country, but when you look at the 30 strongholds we have across the U.S., including our chapter at Hebrew University in Israel, Uh, I think that expansion itself is the biggest change we've seen. Uh, Beyond that, we've seen exponential growth in the quality of projects uh, and the quality of feedback we've been able to give the companies that we work with. So uh, I've been really impressed with the growth of not only our membership, but the quality that we've been able to attain with that growth. Amazing. Mitch, do you know who the first ever Tamid Consulting client was? I do not. So I was active in Tamid starting in its second year of existence. And the first year, the club focused exclusively on investing. So I was there for the first consulting project, and I was there for the first uh, summer fellowship program. And 
the story of the first consulting project is that Tamiz founders, Sasha and Eitan, were in Israel trying to find companies to work with. They had the idea to do consulting. They didn't have any relationships with Israeli companies. And they were running into obstacle after obstacle. And at the end of a long day, they walked into a bar in Jerusalem for some drinks. And actually, they ended up talking to the owner of the bar about how they were trying to find consulting clients. And the owner of the bar was talking about how he was trying to, to grow his business. So by the end of the conversation, they offered the, the owner of the bar a consulting project. And the first ever Tamid project was for a sports bar in Jerusalem. Needless to say, Mitch, we've come a long way from there. And we've worked with some amazing, on some, with some amazing clients on some amazing projects over the years. Now, looking back all the way to that beginning and looking ahead, what are you excited about for this semester? I think this semester we have an influx of really technical projects that are going to be really exciting for not only our students, but anyone who follows to meet or the work we've done. We have projects with some of our student engineers right now uh, that look like they're not only going to provide an unbelievable experience for our students, but an end product that the companies will be able to use as well. Uh, we're seeing more and more of these projects every year, and I think particularly this semester, the amount of computer science projects, anything from CAD to, to coding in Python to C++, even Ruby on Rails, we're seeing a lot more uh, demand for those type of projects. And really, 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 in an awesome way, we've been able to fill that demand this semester. Right. That's great. And then what about from the perspective of, of the matching process? How's that gone? So as many of you may know by now, this semester was the first semester that we used a brand new automated pairing process that was 100% created and implemented by Tamid students. Uh, this pairing process is able to gather data from both the company applications and surveys that our project managers fill out uh, and assure a quality pairing for both the students and the point of contact at the company. And so what that means is... Uh, if there are specific skills or experience that a company knows will be useful in the deliverables for a given semester, that a chapter or a group of students who have experience in that field or, or have those specific skills would be more likely to be paired with that company. What this has allowed us to do is focus on our recruitment efforts, getting more projects together, making sure that we can source 100 plus projects every year. This has all been a fantastic success for us this semester. The system is brand new. It has a couple of hiccups that we're going to clean up for next year. And uh, we're excited to continue to use it and see how it grows. Awesome. Awesome. And I know now you're looking for the, your successor. Your time on the operating board is coming to an end. Are you jealous of your successor being able to just hit the ground running with this amazing system that you've built? I am not jealous, but I'm excited to see what they can do with all the spare time they now have. Um, <laughs> I think it's a super exciting opportunity. This position is, you know, it's been an honor to serve, you know, over a year now. Uh, looking on two years, it's it's an amazing opportunity to help you know students across the country and get involved uh, really passionately and really hands on with Israeli entrepreneurs and you know the young entrepreneurs of today's universities. So to whomever our applicants are for this position, hopefully we'll have this settled in a month, and I'm very excited to see what the next director can do. Me too. Me too. He or she has big issues to fill. Um, so we're at this episode's big question. As you know, we always like to ask a, a big question to all of our guests here. And this is in, on theme with the question that we asked Jake about funds last week. If you're talking to new members who are deciding between consulting and fund and weighing the merits of each and 
The member just can't make up their minds. What is your pitch to join consulting? Well, Nate, it's a great question. Uh, I served as the director of membership for the University of Michigan's chapter for about a year. And what I spewed at every recruitment event and to all our new members, anyone who was interested in applying, was if you really want to take advantage of everything that Tamid has to offer, then without a doubt, join both a consulting team and a fun team. Uh, try to lead as many as you can. The opportunities, everything from the network to actually working with these companies to the knowledge and experience you'll gain from you know, learning in these fun meetings on a week-to-week basis and putting together pitches and critiquing your peers' pitches, uh, you know, this is something that you guys don't want to miss out on. I highly, 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 highly suggest and recommend a full commitment to Tamid because the return on your investment will be huge. Agreed, agreed. For those students who do end up choosing the consulting track, what's your advice to them to have the most successful consulting project possible? Uh, For any student who's just jumping into a consulting team, I'd say that the most important thing is to try to remember and focus on, on the things that didn't go well as often and with such intensity and intent as you do the things that did go well. So if there is a communication uh, issue with your CEO, I think that that should take as much time and thought and energy from you uh, in addressing that issue as a successful deliverable. In this sense, when you, you know, we're tying this back to interviews and getting internships, when you're sitting down in that room across from the guy who's been working 40 hours a week and is now, you know, interviewing that freshman or sophomore, and you show them that, you know, you were able to grow from an experience working with, uh, you know, an Israeli CEO and saying, you know, I learned from this that communication is a key factor in maintaining a business relationship and that, you know, there's no such thing as over communication when you're working across international lines. Um, I think that although everyone's going to take a different lesson from that experience, uh, focusing on the larger takeaways, good or bad, uh, is something that every new member should be focused on from day one. Awesome. Mitch, it's been a pleasure to have you on, and it's been a pleasure working with you. Thanks so much for joining us on Tamidcast, and thank you to all of our listeners for listening and sending in your questions. We like to answer the questions that matter most to you, so send your questions for Tamidcast to me at nathan at tamidgroup.org, and send your feedback. We want to make Tamidcast better, and we love your input. Until next time, so long. Thanks so much for listening to Tamidcast. We'll catch you next time.